Homer, I guess you're the winner by default. Default? Woohoo! The two sweetest words in the English language. Default! Default! <laughs> Welcome back to another edition of the Parrot Podcast. This week I am joined by Bertie. Hey, how's it going? 40. Ahoy uh, hoy. And Ham. Yep. And boys, I've got a circle here. It's not a jerking circle, it's a winner's circle. And we're all in <laughs> hey. How's it feel? How's it feel? It's all right. Like you just. Did we really win, though? Because. Two no, points no matter, is two points, no matter how it comes. I know, but it seems like all the all the focus was we we were never going to win this game in the media. Either we lost by like actually losing, literally losing to South Sydney, or we beat and a, we beat awful. a second rate South Sydney team. Like, yeah, we beat a second rate South Sydney team. So all it's been is um, South Sydney had half their team out, which they didn't. They did. But they, they like sorry. They they had a lot they of players. They had out. seven players, but um, but, but but boys, we're going to get to it. Hold on. We've got to get to the biggest news of the week. Ham, Oceanics, <laughs> after another after another, another terrible performance. Awful, they've sacked awful the coach. loss. Seriously, it's like, oh, nothing like it. They're, they're, a, they're the a host nation, and, and oh. they've just capitulated. And the thing is, they're a top four um, team in the past Olympics. It, for a name like the Oceanics, they should be good in water. They never are, but they make it up in other <laughs> events. This year, it's just, it's like... um. If you mixed Parramatta's 2013 and Parramatta's 2018, and they somehow uh, fornicated, and nine months later, ungodly, that would be the Oceanics 2019 Marble Olympics season. Oh, Marble! (laughs) 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 That is my label here. Oceanics. All right. Well, we're going to jump through the results from last week, and then is there much on the news front? I don't think there was. There's lots of rumours about people signing different places and whatnot, but there's not much confirmed this week, I don't think. Yeah, well, June 30s at the end of this month, so that's the reason why. Um, but yep, then yep. Um, we'll jump into the previous. Uh, Origin tomorrow night, Wednesday night, recorded uh, on Tuesday night. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm smelling an upset, but let's get, well, as, as in a Queensland win, um, but let's get to last week's results uh, in the Shield. The Guildford Owls coming up winners 18 to 14 against the ASQ Asquith Magpies. Um, not the Wentworthville Magpies or no, there's only two magpies in that in that competition. <laughs> not three. Then into the Ron Massey Cup, the Wentworth Magpies 42 to nil victors over the Mounties. What a score. Try score is Cassis Minhinick, your new man, Ham. Oh, he's a flyer down the wing. Uh, Bergerman, your other man, got a double. And then Eli Roberts, Bo Henry, perfect off the boot, seven from seven. Get him in. Get him in. If, if Moses isn't going to run like he did last week, get him in. <laughs> and you know what the uh, most odd thing about that result was on the weekend? Mounties were coming second into the round. Yeah, they're now and slipped they had... to fourth. Yeah, so if that's what Wendy can do to second, oh, doesn't look like they're going to be losing it. They're going to w- it looks like they are going to win the uh, Ron Massey Cup again. They should take the minor premiership at the very least then any given Sunday or whatever the phrase is for rugby league. And then let's move over to the Jersey flag. Eels get a couple of players back and put on a performance 31 to 18 over the Rabbitohs. Try scorers Lachlan Poco. I haven't seen that name before. Hayes Dunster, Harry Duggan, Hayes Dunster again for the double and John Fanua. 
and Kyle Schneider three from three off the boot, and Bailey Biondiotto two from two off the um, for conversions, but one from one field goal to wrap it all up. The Mitchell Moses field goal. That's it. Um, I'll start with the negatives first. There was a period there after I believe the first three tries where there was just so much drop ball by both teams and it was it's just an awful game of football. If Parramatta had held on to that in that period of about, I think it was about 10, 15 minutes there in the middle, they held on to that ball. They would have been up by 30 before halftime. They were, they were cruising through uh, South Sydney there. Um, I think that was really the only negative. The positives, uh, Hayes Dunster is way too good for the 20s. He's sort of at that period where he's in between um, being incredible for the 20s and but not, not, quite not quite being quite, ready yeah. for full-time reserve grade. So, but yeah, there was times there where uh, he was just given the ball and he just used his size, strength and speed and he they had no chance of containing him. So he had a really good game. Um, who else had a good game? Uh, it was just, yeah, it was just a really... All round performance, I, I I think. Oh, there was I didn't realise Caleb Tohey because yeah, they had him played down up, played up from the ball. Yeah, yeah, they had. Yeah, it, so Caleb Tohey had a made his debut. Yeah, and he's yeah, a oh, young well, Caleb Tohey's out this week, and Penny Tohey he's in. Well, we don't <laughs> yeah. we don't know that it could be Caleb again. <laughs> it could be Caleb again I because just, it was I it was listed as it was listed as Penny Tohey, I believe when I went I looked yeah. at the New South Wales Rugby League website during the game and it was P Tohey. So I could be wrong, well, but maybe, maybe. I think they've got it wrong there because he, um, Noel Okafalau went off with a knee injury. That's right, um, and he slotted out to play centre. So I think they've got that one one wrong there. Um, William Key had his return. I think he, I believe he was injured. His talking defence is unreal. Like he was calling out play, uh, calling out tackles, doing everything. So it's great to have him back on the field. He's a very good. Footballer and people will remember he scored twenty two or twenty three tries in the like a in the ten, 10 or eleven games stretch. Back. Yeah, so he's a very good footballer, very good athlete. So um, he had a good game. Um, yeah, it's just sort of a, of an all round performance at the start there to get them right in amongst it, and then they just sort of fell off. And um, at one stage, yeah, South Sydney looked like they were going to come back and win, especially through their dummy half, Peter Mamuzelos, I believe it's pronounced. Um, he's a very good, he's a very good player. Um, so they did well to hold on. And I think, um, yeah, be good for good win. Then into a disappointing result and something we've lagged in the preview, sending Eels first graders back into reserve grade had the opposite effect as what it did taking them out of first grade. Um, sorry, the impact that it had on the first grade team. Um, so Rabideau's fielding a team of no-names, given all of their players had pretty much been called up to first grade. But um, the boys couldn't get it done. Uh, Magpies, 14. Rabideau's, 20. Try scorers, George Jennings, Bevan French, and Greg the Leg, Lalesiwau. And only one from three off the boot. So the South's three from three and a penalty goal being the difference. We led at halftime, 14 to 12, and then let in eight points in the second half. How did you see it, Ham? Um, again, started really well in that first 10 to 15 minute period. Um, Timmy, Alvaro, Takarangi, they're all throwing offloads. They're all showing, you know, a reason why they shouldn't have been dropped and they're punching hard. I think in the first set, 
Um, they made 70 metres off a kickoff set, which is unreal. So, you know, they're, and then they just sort of went into their shell, and I think that was um, probably due to a lack of uh, t- a bit of management from the halves. They're from Henry Rawalui and Jamin Salmon. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was disappointing because when you see it, um, they should have won, even, you know, especially the week before, they won pretty well. So bringing back Tim Manor, Alvaro and Takarangi, you know, should have meant that they go on to win this one. But I just think, I think they tried to go too hard too quickly. Maybe if they'd had um, Kafusi coming off the bench with Stefano, it would have been a bit more balanced, the team. Again, that's hindsight, and hindsight's lovely to talk about. Um, I think it would have been a better balance there, and um, you would have been able to give uh, Oregon a few more runs rather than I think he had three runs in 30 minutes there. And that was just because Danny and Tim, they, they warranted those hit-ups, you know, so it wasn't anything to do with Oregon or not trying to get involved from him. Um, yeah, there was a terrible play, uh, Takarangi. Um, South Sydney had a quick tap, quick quick twenty meter tap, and Tacker was jogging back on side. Him and um, Greg Lelissi were were both jogging back on side. And at one point there, um, I believe it was Andrew Davy was trying to make a tackle on the South player, having a bit of troubles there. Tack had run back on side and was just looking back at Davy trying to make the tackle, and then they eventually broke broke free, and the South player just ran past Tacker, and you just think. You know, you're a first grade player. You've been dropped. You've got to, you got to put in that that effort area. You know, you might not have been doing it in first grade, but there's a reason why you've been dropped. That's because you know you haven't been putting in for however long. Well, the the coach hasn't has thought you haven't been putting in. So, you know, that's the little things that you know need to be looked at and need to be. You know, you need to think. You know, why 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 am I not in first grade anymore? Well, that's why. If you don't want to be in first grade, well, then you just keep making those plays. And that was awful. And it was the same with Bevan French at one point where um, South had the ball on the left-hand side and it was shifted to the right. And Bev was jogging across the backfield. He was only at the posts while the ball was um, in between the uh, 10 and 20-meter scrum lines. Like, that's not what that's not what a first-grade player does. A first-grade fullback is sprinting across the field, make sure they've got their body in front of the ball just in case the opposition make a break. So, you know, meanwhile, while Bev and um, Greg both had fantastic attacking games, I think Greg made the most metres out of anybody. It's those defensive players, it's the effort areas, it's reading the game where both are just failing. And was there any other words from you, Forty? I wasn't at the game this week, so I, I can't really comment on that, but nothing of what Ham said there surprises me. I think there's reasons why um, French hasn't been, you know, cited in first grade this year, and he, you know, uh, eloquently explained them just then alongside uh, his new teammate and Wentian Tacker. It's just it's disappointing that when you know the sort of uh, it's been made clear, you know, what they need to rectify, and and those effort areas are a big part of it, and you just see that same stuff at the lower grades being replicated. That's disappointing. So that's um real unfortunate that when he lost the four bat star um, star talent through the ranks. And um, hopefully they learn something from it, but you never know. And the thing is, I can see why they lost, 
because you know you talk about Tim and Alvaro and Taka being dropped and whatever, but into about fifty minutes, Tim had an opening stint of thirty or so minutes. Oh no, not even that, twenty minutes. So you now when those players went off, you had uh, Mitch Butfield, Hamano Haroti coming in. So I can see why, and especially like there was just a lack of management and kicking. And I think you know that's where Bev needs to stand up. He needs to say, look, um, I mightn't be able to defend in the halves, but give me the ball in the last. I'll kick us mm-hmm. into I'll kick into the corner. We'll get a chase on. Whereas, you know, you're giving it to Henry Rawalui and you know, he, he's he's serviceable, but he shouldn't be He's he's uh, not C C in reserve. Yeah, rate. he's not C C tier talent. No, and like that's I'm not knocking Henry. It's it's not it's that's not, not that's not much of an attack on him. It's just it, it's just a fact of the you know in regards to the footy. Yeah, and but, but that's where Bevan, as being a person that wants to play first grade, and you know I've got to get another contract, either where it be at Parramatta or at another club. That's where you step up and you go, all right, give me the ball. I'm going to kick here. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that, yep. rather than just getting the ball on third or fourth tackle and running around, going, oh, I'll just use my speed here or. I'll throw the miracle ball over, which works sometimes, and it works more in reserve grade because defences aren't as organised and aggressive. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know that works every once in a while, but it, it, it does. It just doesn't work in, in first grade, and that's yeah, that's where Bev needs to pick up. And did we want to get into first grade? Uh, I mean, we we probably don't have to talk about that game too much, right? They had too they had too many players out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can't really talk about the game because South Sydney did have, didn't have enough you know, yeah. first graders in the team. All right. Well, let's get to first grade. 26 <laughs> to 14 to the Eels. He doesn't care about oh. us, Ham. He just asks us questions and ignores our opinions. Yeah. <laughs> Try scorers, Clinton Gutherson, Blake Ferguson, Mika Sivo, Josh Hoffman, Mitch Moses, three from four conversions and two from two penalty goals. So it should be said we were uh, the Souths were missing a fair few players, so I'm not really going to. Um, take too much out of this. I'm still down on the boys. Um, keen for them to prove me wrong, but um, I, I think um, they come up with a better attitude, and that's what I that was, was evident from opening kickoff that they were playing with a lot yeah. more intent and aggression on right. both sides of the ball. Let's just disregard what they had in front of them because at the moment that's irrelevant. They turned up a lot with a better attitude than they have the past two weeks where they've. They haven't put in the contact in the shoulder. Um, Drop the ball. You know, they haven't tried and they've just looked panicked. They, again, they I thought they looked panicked with the ball. But they at least they put in, in defense, which is, I think, where they won it, plus a few other little areas that... If um, if they played with that same intensity against the Panthers and the Cowboys, they win comfortably both games, even with all the errors still. 100%. And it was just... It, it, it wasn't anything hard they had to do. They just had to... Run a little bit harder, tackle a little bit harder, chase the kicks a little bit harder, and and they win. And that's all it took against South Sydney. And you know, you saw early on that um, Junior and Tep put a big shot on one of the Burgess twins, and it forced the ball loose. And Mitch was kicking long; it wasn't the best of kicks, but when he was kicking long, there was a, a set line in defence, and they were going up and smashing him. And that's where they had to win it because South were missing players and they had players out. So you you attack 
their weaknesses, and <laughs> all of a sudden we win, and we I thought we won pretty comfortably. Yeah, no, I agree with that, and and we certainly identified that uh, our right edge, their left edge, uh, where they had, of course, the second row playing at centre. Um, and as you go back on Mitch, I thought his running game was very, very good, and something where he'd been very reluctant in the last couple of weeks. You know, you could see him definitely passing the ball a metre or two out from the line. And this one, he was taking the ball right to the line, and that was evidence in the um, Josh Hoffman try. And uh, the where, um, Blake Ferguson try too. And, yeah, of course, yeah. the Blake Ferguson try too. But, yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's where it was obvious we had to attack our right side. As you said, they had Ethan Lowe defending out in the centres, who's, you know, two or three years ago probably wouldn't able to do it. Now he can't really. And you've got Moses there who, on his, you know, when he runs the ball, he's probably the best... Um, or top five running halfback exactly. in competition. With his speed so, and agility. Yeah, he, he had to use that. And if he did in this game, well, then what's the point of re-signing him? But, you know, he did He did it. He did it well. I just – there was a few kicks, fifth tackle options that I wasn't happy with. And, <laughs> and yeah, that's, pass that's... over to the sideline to Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how he got the two points. Because yeah. Yeah, he set up three out of the four tries, I believe. Yeah. Um, but – those fifth tackle options, when you're half back and you've, you know, you've got, um, again, I'm not attacking Will Smith here, but you're the main halfback. You've got your second or third choice half on the other side. You've got to take responsibility and go, all right, I need to get, make sure that this ball makes the end goal. I can't let it hit anyone. I can't, you know, put up a, a bomb that the fullback's going to catch with ease and the defense has, oh, the kick chase has no chance to put any pressure on. That's on the half. He needs to, Cut that midfield bomb crap out of the game. It does nothing. There's no – just kick it flat. That would be so much easier. Make the back three actually have to work and think and for the ball. The best the, – you know, it, it, it's painful to say, but the best part of the game there – well, not the best part of the game. One of the best plays, and I've said it for a while, was when South Sydney had a dropout. They kicked short, but they kicked along the ground. Michael Jennings shit himself. He didn't know what to do with that rolling ball. He had to think, oh, no, what's good? And then he ended up knocking it backwards. So, you know, catch everyone knows how to catch a ball from the sky. I could do it, you know? If you've got a rolling ball, a rolling football, it can bounce anywhere. It can bounce up. It can keep rolling left, right, backwards, anything. Put a flat kick in. Stop with this midfield bomb shit. Yeah, it's um, like we gave shit to Panthers last week for winning a game, carrying on about, like it was their grand final. I just, I don't want to get carried away for win, but we had to win no matter what. And people can say it's under strength um, south side. But yeah, but the difference was that their, their players actually carried on like it was a grand final on the field yeah, with yeah, the they, Panthers. So like, yeah, South had Sam Burgess, arguably the best Englishman to ever come to the Look, league. The the thing is, is that well, for all their the best forwards in the game at the for moment, all their, yeah. yeah, for all their injuries and rep selections, and yes, they had what was it seven players? Hamish, is that what you said? Out, yeah, something like that. Yeah, in the end, it was a team led by Sam Burgess and Adam Reynolds, and as as a team that was coming off a zero and three slide where we were playing awful football, that terrified me. That was enough to say South Sydney are favourites in this game against us, and they came out and they weren't perfect, but they tried hard and. That it turns out that trying hard gets you a long way when you actually hold onto the ball to to some degree. Yeah, I thought man, I thought literally um, the way Manu ran and kept running at uh, Connor Tracy, it was obviously he responded. Finally, someone's responding to Brad Arthur because 
since the um, Storm game or whatever, is that the players haven't responded to it. Of it no, there's been zero like, response to any, like not just yeah. Brad, but like what all the coaches would have been telling them because uh, you know you, like, you can't yeah, imagine that. You know, and and there's criticism that is very warranted at the coaching staff this year for some of the the slides and mistakes that we've made. But you can't seriously tell me that the coaching staff have been sitting there for the last month saying, "Oh, you know what? We're not going to do any tackling practice or line speed practice or kick chase practice." In the end, that sort of shit falls onto the players because they're getting paid six figures to play eighty minutes of football a week and turn up for that hour and a half, and they haven't yeah, done it for the last exactly month. Right? It's it's it was definitely a case of. Um you know, us going back to 2018 and just uh, mentally not being able to put it all together on game day. Um, hopefully that's just a, 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 when we look back at it, it's going to be a, a sore patch for that period where, you know, it's 25 rounds or 24 games. We've got to play 25 rounds of yeah, football. It, and it's the marathon, um, not the not the sprint sort of deal. And they- that's it. And you've had, you've had three weeks where you just haven't been able to put it together. But um, as we said, this week, upcoming week is going to be a big tester with the Sharks getting back some players. Um, and playing over at Shark Park as opposed to playing at home. So um, we'll find out a lot of where we are in the coming week. Um, um, any any other uh, players? Uh, I just wanted to give a shout-out. Manu Mayu, yeah, um, uh, back on that right edge. Uh, sorry, Birdie, but your boy Murata, he's going to find it very Murata, hard to get hey, his Murata, Murata did good off the bench too. I don't want to cheat him. I don't want to cheat him. He started running hard. He again. ran hard, exactly, and he did a good job off there. But um, the, the aspect of Murata, um, Manu's game that I want to give a shout-out for was the heads-up play off the line dropout to make a one-on-one strip and, and turn a you know a big defensive set into an attacking rate. That was, it did um, um, get flipped on him later in the game where he um, unfortunately had a one-on-one steal almost on the trial line. So. Yeah, he also had the one-on-one steal against the Cowboys on him as well. So that's um, yeah. that's something he needs to probably be a little bit more cognizant of is the because um, teams are getting very good at um, even making a clean one-on-one strip straight away or having some sort of call that leads to a defender or two falling off the tackle in order to affect the late one-on-one strip. Um, oh, I want to I want to give a, a negative shout-out to the referees. They sucked. They were really oh, bad. Yeah, that first half was pretty bad, like, Jeez. both both ways, not just for... Yeah, um, South, us, South ended like, up just, with the majority of the 50-50 calls, which, yeah, it sucks as the home team to, you know, not get a look in on the 50-50s. But that... that uh, well, A, there was a phantom touch for Mar- uh, Marika, make a Sevo, which was fair enough. That's a bang-bang call. That was hard to see. And the natural response is to call that. But the on. thing is, with that one, is how many times do you see that if they you go, "Oh, we'll just let it go." Go through exactly, yeah, and we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back to the the bunker here and just just have a look. But um, like, amidst some other bad calls, the most atrocious one was the Mitchell Moses charge down line break, where he, yeah. he made a clean line break <laughs> well, and was pulled down. That's ten minutes in the bin. That's a professional foul, and Mitchell yeah. Moses gets pinged for the error. Like just yeah. And the thing was, and this kind of, I'm just. The Fox commentary there, I didn't listen to nine because I, I recorded the Fox, nine game. Fox commentary is worse than nine commentary if you get the wrong team, man. It's it is. So bad. It is. No, there was um, Gould and Ray Warren, and Gould was going on about State of Origin and why I just turned off after 20 minutes. I went, no, nah, I'm deleting that version, keeping the Fox version for the year. So on the Fox version there, Andrew Voss, all right? He shoots me at the best of times. But today, on this time, you're saying, oh, Mitch Moses can't push himself up with the ball. Vossi, open your bloody eyes, right? Moses gets to his left foot without any assistance. He does it all by yeah, himself. Yeah, he's, he's, off, he's off the ground. Moses is a big boy, all right? So he did it all by himself, <laughs> put the ball on the ground, and then he was dragged back down by Adam Reynolds. Listen to your colour commentator in Danny Badiris who said, 
Mitchell Moses has every right as the attacking player to deem how fast he wants to play that ball. Yep. Um, what else came out of that game? Give me one. I, got, I want two seconds to think about this because you know, David Gower. David Gower. Yeah, Dave Gower. The, nice renaissance the, man. The powerhouse that off the bench. Um, Gutherson. Yeah, Gutherson through the break. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, He's just that, a smart player. Like you yes. watch him now, and you know you've got some younger blokes that are trying to hit. Um, you know, straight into the defensive wall. But Dow's got that old, smart, um, you know, little shift at the line to make sure he's not going to get absolutely creamed in a tackle. Um, the, other, the other player. Yeah, that's right. The other player deserves a, He's got it oh, in front of him. He can, you've got that pass option there if players are running off him. And he can't, he can't get three or four players in the tackle because if you do, if you get that many close to him, he's just going to pass the ball out. So... No, think smarter, not harder. I got, I got uh, and free and on some negatives. I yeah. have to say that again, goal line yep. defense, that's, that's especially through go. the middle of the ruck. On a, on a technical and an effort level, we are failing completely. Um, we and either... what really annoyed me um, is that Junior Paul yeah, he smashed him. He smashed on. him, <laughs> and, then, and then the next exact next play where you should have your defensive ascendancy. line set after that. Yep, and it was just bang straight down. Tom Bird and, just crashes over. Yeah, just not good enough. And that, that was a case of no one went low um, and, and Reed got sort of um, like pseudo-isolated on the ball side of the um, the, the ball runner there and he crashed over. But in the in the past two games before that, uh, Daniel Alvaro against Matt Scott and Murata Niakore against Tim Grant both had um, attack opportunities to hold onto the ball on the goal line and just fell off. And so that, that's been really disappointing, as I said, both technically and on an effort level. Um, but... On a positive note, the two guys I just want to give a quick shout-out to were Junior Paulo, who I thought was really good. He had his best game in a while. Um, he played big minutes and was real tough. And the other player is Josh Hoffman, who has been nothing short of great since getting his call-up. He's just been really, really solid. And, um, yeah, good on him. Good on Hoffmana. All right. What do we want to go on to next? Oh, we want some news. Is there any news at all? Yeah, let's quickly do a check. Um. <sighs> Mitchell Moses says he plays better when he runs the ball, so I yeah, think he came it out after <laughs> So hopefully you can remember his own <laughs> advice because it's true. Like all, all yeah. the great parts of his game are built off his ability to run the ball. He's one of the most dangerous blindside attackers. He can create a lot of gaps if he's speed. He, he can isolate back rollers really easily with his agility and his um, pace off the mark, which we saw against um, John Sutton um, when he cut. He just he like just ran around John Sutton for the try to Blake Ferguson. And, um, That's with um, when Brown comes back. Obviously, Brown will have the passing game, and Moses can just run off it. You know, like he could be the Cleary, oh, not Cleary. Sorry, Keir, he could be like Luke Cleary. <laughs> Big difference. Uh, <laughs> like in terms of how he's running it, and, but that—that um, that is the player he should be running. modeling his game off. Really, isn't it? Is Luke Cleary in the way that the Roosters utilize him with the speed on the edges? Because Cleary often plays as like a second fullback sometimes, or as a fullback rather. Yeah. Um, and I was, I was just going to defend Mitch there. Um, oh, you know, I, I know, very, very odd. But I, I assume, I, I think it would be hard for him to run the ball. You know, if he gets on the second or third, he should be running it. But if he's getting on the fourth, yeah. I can understand that, why. That's right. There, there's some trepidation about how he wants to handle that ball, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, so I can understand him wanting to pass it off on the fourth tackle or whatever because... There's no real other fifth tackle option. After yeah. that. But once Dill once Dill's back, that's huge. He yeah. needs to go go back to his strong running game. Now, oh, one last player who me and Ham were talking about actually. Funnily enough, um, Kane Evans was okay. Oh, Kane, big the big red machine. 
I, see, I, th- I honestly think he's turned it around this year. He's had one bad game, which was Canberra. He got dropped for it. And yes, he's not a world beater. He made, I think he made 100 metres on the weekend, which is you know, pretty standard. But I thought, you know. The effort like on the field was, yeah, exactly. So, you know, if he can keep working on it, I know a lot of people don't like him because of what happened last year. And, you know, sometimes he can be a bit of a cat. But I, thought he's play- I, th- I think he's played pretty well this year. Yeah, he actually, in the first 10 minutes, he was doing a bit of um, ball playing as well. Like, Yeah, he was one of the um, right, so. the pivot props, yeah. Yeah, so obviously it's Brad Arthur's coaching. He wants his um, his uh, props to do a bit of ball playing. But if you got him to run like what Manu did on the week, on the Oh, yeah, he'd be uh, absolutely devastating, oh, yeah. Sign him up, like, long term. But, you know, baby steps, just baby steps then. We just got to, I think, keep him around, keep his confidence up because – you know, with these Polynesian Islander play, uh, players, they need to have they need to be bubbly and have their um, uh, tension, like uh, have a bit of confidence. You can't just keep dragging him, in, uh, dragging him in, and dragging him out. You know, and um, yeah, down his confidence. But yeah, I, I like him in the team because he's got size, and you can't teach size. So <laughs> he does have that different frame um, to what we've sort of had the stockier, more low to the ground um, forwards, but. Yeah, definitely got a different frame and a, and a point of difference um, if he can try keep it up, which is the big thing, which, whether he can put two good games together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I, I thought um, his first three games were pretty good. And then we played Canberra in round four, wasn't it? No, round five. Yeah. And that well, was when, no you know, he was, pretty, he was pretty bad. He only made 50 or so metres. Pretty much so. everyone was bad that game, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's true. But, you know, he deserved to be dropped after he did, that game. Yes, yeah. But credit to him, he's come back. He didn't kick – he didn't – Kick the shits when he got dropped down to Wenny. So, um, yeah, I think Kane's in. Oh, well, he's had a pretty big year compared to uh, his twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Injury free is a is a plus. So, yeah. Yes, hundred percent. What now? No news. What now? Glorious leader. Previews. Are you playing Apex Legends again? He's gone. He's gone. He's gone. Okay, so I don't think there's any significant news um, in the NRL. <laughs> Obviously, State of Origin is coming up on tomorrow night. As much as Ham doesn't give a shit. Um, are we going to preview that, boys? You want to jump into that now? I think that's what Hamish mentioned. We'll do. So um, yeah, I'll, I don't know. I don't know who, who are in the two teams. <laughs> I'm, not, I, I'm not leaning well, here. Or anything. We, we, I, know that, that, well, I know the Cody Walker. That, that's true because when when Cooker in there, we, I seriously have no idea. We were talking about Origin just before we kicked off the podcast, and when I, I mentioned that Moses and Bai is now a current Origin rep, a couple of the blokes yeah. went, "What? What? Is what? That? <laughs> what is that?" How is Moses Mboy playing for Queensland? It's interesting because he's he's a bloke that's just been in the frame for Origin for the last couple of years, and they obviously like him, and he's just now there. So, oh jeez, yeah, I wouldn't even have him in my NRL team. Where um, are you there, Hamish? I thought I heard no. I thought I heard his lip smacking there. Okay, oh god, he I think he's done done. Um, okay, moving on. Uh, so, uh, it's New South Wales versus Queensland. It's up up at um Suncorp. Is that what State of Origin is? Yeah. <laughs> it is New South Wales versus Queensland, cockroaches versus cane toads, as all the um all the uh mate versus mate. Mate versus state mate, versus exactly state. state versus state. Um and and this year both teams aren't allowed to talk to each other or talk about each other. Um Daly Cherry Evans got um was joking about getting fined for his NRL three sixty interview where he re- referenced the blues several times. But um what what do we got, Bertie? Uh, who are you taking tomorrow night? New South Wales or Queensland and why? Uh Billy Slater to get him out of the match. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's weird because, like, you look at their bench, like, you think Origin comes down to props and your forwards, and 
you look on the benches, I think on New South Wales is two props maybe and it's like one prop on the Queensland bench. So I don't know. Yeah, I, don't know. I just want New South Wales to win because I'm sick of fucking Queensland because <laughs> I'm sick of growing up and everyone, some guy who's never been to Queensland, oh, Queensland this, Queensland that. Like, just, uh, I just can't wait for it. Like, in the past, like when we were like chasing the win, the series win, like the elusive win, I was like, couldn't wait for it now. I just, ah, uh, got other shit to worry about. And, Ham, I know it's something to do on a Wednesday. So, um, so who who who'd you got, Betty? New South Wales or Queensland? Uh, I reckon New South Wales going to win. Obviously, um, first try for probably the Fox. The but, Fox. Um, yeah, because it's got no parameter. I, I, I couldn't, look, if because there's no parameter players um, playing, like I'm not going to be like <laughs> that's that that's a net injury, positive so. I think for us as much as the you know the talk about Parramatta's got an Origin player or whatnot. Um, yeah. Uh, Ham, I know you don't like the concept, but uh, who are you going to no, pick? No, 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 it's, it's all right. Um, oh, sorry, guys, my, my, my fucking internet just completely dropped out. Pro tip, stay away from Optus. They are terrible. <laughs> That's all right. We, we, we just started our Origin uh, preview. So, Bertie, Bertie, did you say New South Wales? Yeah, New South Wales and yeah, the Fox. And the Fox, the first try scorer. And Ham is um, reluctantly talking us through who's going to win. No, I can do it. I'll talk about it. Doesn't, it's all right. Um, just reluctant. There's some horribly out of form players for New South Wales. Like Nathan Cleary, I understand that you know, there's a few injuries there. Um, the back row from um, Angus Crichton. Yeah, yep. He's playing. And then you've got Payne Haas, who's only playing after 10 games. David, and then on the Queensland side, you've got David Feeder only after playing a handful of games. Which um, speak, you're speaking looking forward to the juniors, a eh, ham. Yeah, well, hundred percent. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Soon. Yeah, and the, we'll do that for a separate preview after. Um, I yeah. think. I think if. Oh, look! I think if Queensland hold them off for the first twenty, if New South Wales don't put on too many points there. I think Queensland will pip them. Mm-hmm. I think they'll get them. Which which young forward? Between the New South Wales and Queensland teams and Payne Haas and David Feeder, both Broncos players, which one's going to have the better debut? Oh, 100% Payne Haas. Payne Haas? Haas, for sure. I'm not sure on David Feeder yet. And the especially- F- Stefano Tuikamo ran all over the top of um, Payne, uh, the David other one, Feeder, last year. Yeah. So, you know, put him in the bin. <laughs> Who's he? Um, I just think, you know, you look at the spine in particular. Oh, Ben Hunt. It's a hard one. It is. It's a hard it's, one. It's, it's a coin toss, isn't it? Like because you, you. I the, believe the, the, the one. Really, uh, sorry, the the spine really evens out because you got Tedesco and Ponga. I think Tedesco's got the slight edge, unless yep. you're in that twenty meter zone on the left hand side of the field. Then Ponga's got it there. Um, then you look at the halves. I think Queensland have got it there with Munster and, and um, DCE. Oh, Cherry, one hundred percent over Cherry Cody Wilson, Nathan Cleary. But then in the hooker department, Cook's we've all got over the hunt, edge yeah. over Cook and that. So, you know, you sort of give that pretty even. Who, uh, I who, think the starting, starting forwards for – and the – yeah, I, I just think um, Queensland will manage the game better and which, they'll win on that. Which state picked the worst utility, Jack Whiten or Moses Mbai? I think uh, Moses Mbai's worse. Moses is t- – at, at, at least Jack Whiten's in form. That's yeah, true. That's, that's true. And that's exactly it. Like you look at Jack White and he can play fullback. Um, he's big and oh, he's played centre in the past. He could probably pop, pop him out on the wing or back row. Playing in the halves at the moment. Not sure about him playing hooker if they need him to. <laughs> Do they really need him to? The Kirk Gidley role. It's, probably not. Yeah, Plus, uh, so, Whiten can take on half the team when they call cattle dogs. So that's all right. <laughs> <And> he'll, <laughs> no, he can't. He'll, he'll be he'll be team security when they hit the nightclub after the game as well. 
Uh, so Ham's tipping Queensland to win if they can survive the opening 20. Is that what we're going mm. for? Um, the first scoring play of the game will obviously be a penalty goal. <laughs> that's that's a good bet, yeah. 4-2. Um, 4-2. Four 4-2 two. Four two. Four two <laughs> to Queensland. They'll, that's, um, be, New South Wales will kick a, a goal because Nathan Cleary loves, oh, does he love a penalty goal. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Queensland will score out wide and that'll be it. Yeah, I've got Queensland as well. Um, but who really cares? Let's get back to Eels News. Okay. <laughs> oh, we've got news. Or oh, should we talk about the under-18s? Oh, yeah. Um, we've got a few players oh, yeah, in the under-18s. Right. How, how many players? Is that five? Four. Four. Wait, there's no. A, there's an 18th five, man yeah. as well. Oliver Clemens is now a contract. Oh, well, yeah, he's an Eel, yeah. Boom. Got it. Snaked ya. And uh, of course, there was that um, that great picture at um, well in the Olympic Park training facilities of the senior New South Wales team and the under 18s New South Wales team. And who was the tallest player in that picture, Ham? Oh, David Hollis. Seriously, he was about two or three centimeters taller than Clemmer. And Clemmer's, you know, built at two hundred or two hundred one. Yeah, he's up there. I think maybe um, a sofa Solomon from Melbourne as the tallest. Slightly get him. But David Hollis would probably be... And he's filling out into that impressive frame too. He's a big boy. Yeah. So, yeah, we've got um, all, all New South Wales players. Panasini's playing centre. Birdie's, um, Birdie's favourite SG ball. Great. Rise of Panasini. Yeah. A strike centre there. So um, I believe Noah Griffith is from Newcastle. If he's playing on his side, that'll be a, a pretty deadly combination. Then you've got uh, David Hollis starting prop. Watch him go. He's, you know, I talk about the same height as Clemmer. He's very similar player to Clemmer there. Powerful uh, runner, huge engine. Just charges off the kickoff. If if they're kicking him off the kickoff, they're going to have a few problems there, Queensland. Um, and then Trey Mooney on the bench. He's sort of that hybrid player, um, second row, front row there. So I think that's a good spot for him in a rep team is off the bench. He's still only 17, same with, uh, Panasini, so they've still got a year of 18s to go. Um, and then on the reserves is Sam Hughes. Uh, he's a prop, a few centimetres shorter than Hollis. And Ollie Clements, who's a new recruit, come down from the Central Coast. Edge back rower, baby. We need one yeah. of those in the system. And he does look like he comes from the Central Coast. <laughs> so, um, he's, got the, he's got the long hair there. The, the Central Coast um, has been good for the Eels in the last few years, actually. We've pulled a few prospects yeah. out of there. So um, interested to see, you know, if he gets a run, good on him. And, um, yeah, I think I don't really know much about the Queensland team, but they've got a, a fullback that's named <laughs> They've got Hamiso. a fullback. <laughs> I hope they have a fullback. Hamiso. So, you know, Hamish, that's one letter off our name. So, no? That's no, Himish now. Himish. Himish, that's right. But his is H-A-M-I-S-O. Hamiso. Hamiso. So... Look for him to score about four or five tries with a great name like that. Six if it was spelt properly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, don't, I don't know anything about Queensland team to um, predict anything here, but um, that forward main pack. The main question is, will there be a decent live stream? That's the main question. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's, it's always, no. The 18s one's always a janky mess. It'll cut out yeah. at some point and like the commentary, the commentary will, will be out of sync. Yeah. But Thanks. just be just be happy that you get something, which is cool. Yeah, better than what we normally get. Which exactly. Is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to um, next week's draw. We got the shield is a buy. 
Um, then have we got a buy in the Ron Massey as well? Yeah, I think, yeah, universal buys. Yeah, well, that's lots of help. And then uh, what have we got going happening in the um, the next match? The Jersey Flag? Jersey Flag. Yeah, Jersey Flag are playing, aren't they? Yes, they yeah, are. Yeah, they they're playing. playing. The they named a good first team. Position. Yeah, this would be, be a real good hit out for the team because they're, they're going to be probably minus one of their better players in the halves. But uh, they've they've hit form because they've only dropped one game against Penrith in the last few weeks. Is that right, Ham? Since their their five game skid at the start, they've only lost one so, game. Yeah. So they're they're um they've certainly turned the corner once they've got troops back, which is what we tipped. We're just hoping they didn't have such a bad start to the season. But that now um they're now right in the mix for the top eight, and yeah. this will be a. I think they got dusted up by Cronulla when they met earlier in the year, um pretty badly, which doesn't shock um, me because Cronulla are a good team. Hey, do you have the team list in front of you there? Uh, yes, I do. Can can you read it out for me, please? I just, I just so I've got Sione Fanua, Tafua Afu, William Key, Hayes Dunster, uh, Nabatella Evu. Is that right? On the other wing? Oh, I want the full name. J- that's JT. That's yeah, JT. Sorry, <laughs> I I have not practiced that one. That's um that's, <laughs> that's a former Fijian under 18s rugby world cup rugby union world cup rep. JT uh, Nabatelavu. JT, that's it. Yeah. That's all you need to know. JT. Yeah. I'm not sure you get J out of Nabatelavu. No, <laughs> Doesn't uh, matter. But um, yeah, he's <laughs> he's. If you um, if you search his YouTube highlights, they just call him JT, um, and for good reason. And um, <clears throat> so that's one of the two Parramatta Fijian twenties uh, prospects alongside alongside Solomon Naduki, who's not in the team this week. But keep going, Joseph Tapari. Pari, Bailey Biondiotto, James Porter, Kyle Schneider, Bells Harris, Aaron Shelford, Lachlan Poco, the Jesse Cronin, Tapatautai, Harry Duggan, PJ Vigalu, David Hollis, and then the extended bench is Penny Tohi, Charbel, Charbel Tassapale, Sam Hughes, and Jaden Yates. Just on the Lovely. New South Wales Rugby League team list, like most of the guys like got the, the normal, like, you know, uh, capital starting letter and then small letters, but there's some guys that just have all capitals and just makes me laugh just because it's so random. Lock and Poco is one of them. See, Poco. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly how you got to do it. You got to say the name. You know, Lafusi Vaya. But that's that's a good team. That's a really good team. Um, and then the did you name the extended bench as well? Yeah. Yeah. So there's um. It'd be interesting to see who comes in for uh, Joey Taipari there. I believe it'll be. Uh, Nick Tilberg, who we picked up from mm-hmm. Blaney. Yeah, who's been a utility player for season. him. Yeah. So, yeah, he'll probably come in. But, you know, you know, it's, it's a pretty good team there. Sione Fanua has been um, back to his best. He's it's just about staying, staying fit for him. Hand. Staying fit. He just gets injured a lot. Oh, and he nearly – I thought he did on the weekend. He had a problem with his ankle, but he ran it off. So, he's tough. But seriously, his ball playing is just – he could be a half – his ball playing well, is that beautiful. He has played there, hasn't he? Last year he spent a lot of time in the halves. Yeah, and then you got um I think the centers I'm not sure oh I actually do know one of the centers for the Sharks, Vito Tavanga. Used to play for Parramatta, would be formerly known as Peter Tavanga. Mm-hmm. So um yeah, Will Key and Hayes Dunster there up against um you know, if I think we give them early ball, both have oh, especially Hayes, you know, he's he killed it last week in South Sydney, so um Need to get the ball to him, make sure he's got enough uh, time and space to really use um, what he's been practicing over the off-season with the first-grade team there. Um, oh, another ex-Eel, Josh Delai Lower. Um, there first, the Sharks. The Delai Lama. The Delai Lama. 
Yeah, it'll be it'll be a pretty good Sharks team. A, a lot of names we've seen over the past few years. Yeah. Um, in the Harold Matson SG ball where Parramatta and the Sharks have sort of been um, top two, top four clubs there. So Fina Kula, um, uh, uh, Jaden Millard, Monty Raper, yep. I think Monty Raper's the nephew. Of, yeah, of um, the St. George John. legend. Yeah, what's his name? John. John, yeah, that's it. And obviously, obviously the um the centre of that legendary <laughs> Darren Lockyer joke in the wake of the yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah after uh, the, the Bulldogs scandal on Coffs Harbour oh my god that was cool yeah now for something completely different Isaac Longmuir um, he could probably be in line for a, a 20s hooking position he's been up there for a few years now so it's it's a very good Sharks team and you can see why they're leading the comp. But it, um, this this is one of the strongest teams that Parramatta's fielded this year. Oh, so hundred easily hundred percent, and, um, oh. and they're obviously hit a bit, a bit of form, and they're not perfect as Ham alluded to in his review of the um game against South Sydney, but they're much better than they were, and they're starting to see some of the um the blue chip SG ball guys filter in. Obviously, we've talked about uh, David Hollis at great length today. Sam Hughes was brought up too. Uh, Penny Towie's another one who's you know sort of interesting player because he can fit a few different positions, and he's very very strong and explosive. Mm. But yeah, so if they just if there's that 15 minute period from the last game where they hold, if they play like they did the last game, just complete a little bit better, they'll be right in the thick of it. Anyone on their day, mm-hmm. exactly. Yvette, how many should you drop out again? No, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. And sorry, just saying that's at 3:05 on Saturday the 8th, and then we've also got the next um, match, which is the uh, reserve grade Jets taking on the Magpies. Jets in eighth. Taking on the uh, sorry Jets in ninth, taking on the Eels in eighth. Um, so that should be a good contest, um, or at least we hope so. Um, so the big in and the big out. Joseph Taipari in for Henry Rawalui, uh, which can only be said to be a positive. Hundred yeah. percent. I think um, you know you got to you got to look towards players coming through. And Joey Taipari when he was on his when he was on his game. Um, he was injured when he first came to us. I believe it was a, a an ACL. Yes, forty. Yeah, yeah, it's an ACL injury. Um, so he didn't play for the first opening six rounds. But him and Dylan Brown, oh, just tore that competition they, they up. Carved, they mm-hmm. carved up the eight there. Um, then he went on to play a bit of flag. Uh, not at flag. It was um, national youth competition at the time. Um, got injured there. Uh, started the year last year with Dylan Brown. And I personally thought that uh, Taipari was playing the better of the two at the time. So that goes to show um, the level that Joey is capable of there. Um, incredible player, much, much better player, much better um, prospect than Henry Rawalui there. So I think that's a very, very good in. He's not, not exactly what you want from what we need. I believe... Bailey Biondiotto, but Bailey Biondiotto is more of that style of player, but Topari 100% will be much better than Henry Rabalui. Maybe not quite what they need. And then a lot of those players named last week are still there. George Jennings, Brad Takarangi, um, Tim Manor, Dan Alvaro. Uh, yeah, I don't think there's any shock conclusions, is there? Um, no, so. yeah, we only went through the only one. It's pretty much the same team as last week. It's just Oregon's, Oregon's playing lock. Um, which... Yeah, again, I'd like to see that change. If, you know what? 
even if it is Tim or Daniel that drops to the bench, because fuck yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I won't speak then. Uh, um, oh. <laughs> no, but I just think that you look at when he's bench. Oh, look, look who's on the Jets bench. Greg Beastwood. <laughs> oh my you need, god! Sorry, you need someone to combat him. My teammates are retarded. Like, probably. <gasps> you can't say that in 2019. Doing the best we can, man. <laughs> I know. Not, not the third one. <laughs> oh my god, Ben! You are, a, did all you the are work. a national treasure. Um, but yeah, another name that uh, Beastwood's back. Team followers of the Parramatta Juniors had recognised as Josh Carr on the mm-hmm. bench for the right. Jets. He was a Going back a few years. Um, I can see a Jack A. Williams and then a Jack Williams in first grade. Is that a – what's going prob- on there? <laughs> Same person? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Jacka. But, um, Jacka Williams. This, this period through June is important for a couple of the young guys in this Wendy team, regardless of how bad the team is going on a you know macro level on their own individual games um, with the likes of uh, uh, Ethan Parry, Hayes Dunster, if he gets a look in, uh, Stefano Toikamanu, um, Celeste Fayinga, anyone that's on a, on a development contract or eligible for a development contract that the club can sign to before June 30, then becomes eligible for NRL, uh, unrestricted as far as I know, after June 30. And so there's, you know, four or five guys there that could potentially feature um, in some sort of limited or restricted role in first grade, depending on injuries and, and form and whatnot, especially well, the likes of... Well, if my maths are correct, there's 27 days before they become eligible for first grade. So um, I think Ethan has mm-hmm. definitely shown enough for him to get maybe you know a small handful of games at the back end of the year. Um, Celesi, uh, especially over the past two, three weeks, he's been a, an absolute beast on the edge. So uh, again, another one look in... And then Stefano, oh. Yeah, they're, they're the three that jump out, uh, the ones that, yeah. you know, be in the mix for some sort of, um, you know, limited role in first grade. Yeah, uh, Stefano's just, his attack. Yeah, well, Stefano, he's it's bumped, just a case bumping of... bumping off forwards at this, at this stage yeah, and he's had grown nine and weeks he's, off, so... And, he, and the thing with Stefano is he's not a brilliant defender, but he doesn't shirk his defensive responsibilities, so... No, well, I'm pretty sure he made every tackle, like... like he made about twenty or so tackles last week in mm-hmm. however long he had, but I don't I don't think he missed one. So you know, when he hits, he's hitting he's hitting them, making sure that making his good contact, contact is sticking. So oh, quick look. Panda. We fun. like the hit and stick. Oh, love a hit and stick. Love a hit and spin. Um none of his. Um <laughs> uh, ninety six but he missed made twenty four tackles and with one ineffective tackle there. There you go. Not even so, a missed tackle, ineffective. Yeah, so, you know, it's not that to, to be not a known defender and to be pulling out those sort of numbers, that's pretty good. And especially he made uh, 11 metres a run, I think it was. He ran for 70, 76 metres off seven hit-ups. So, yeah, pretty close to that. Um, you usually want to hit 10 metres a run as a prop. If you can hit anything above that, that's that's pretty good. And, and that's starting to get really good. And the, the reason why we're, you know, sort of building up a little bit of hype around Stefano is that he gives the Eels potentially something that they haven't really got as a genuine impact prop, prop off the bench in, you know, moving forwards, you know, targeting 2020, 2021 more seriously. Um, you know, we've had lots of worker props in the past 
and um, even with Junior, who's you know sort of blends the the roles of worker and, and impact. Stefano's more of a pure impact guy, um, and it'll be a real offensive weapon, a la you know way Payne Haas is used up in up north in uh, the Brisbane Broncos. I actually look at him similar to how Josh Papali is. He's purely someone you'd go out there, you just give him the ball, and just they throw themselves at the defensive line. You know, Papali's not there to finesse the ball. He's not there to do anything. Mm-hmm. He's just there. Run north, punch south. Punch a hole in the defense, maybe bump off a tackle or two, get a quick play of the ball, get someone who has that bit of finesse running off them on the next play. All right. Do we want to get to first grade then? I suppose. So um, we've got Eels taking on the Sharks 5.30 p.m. on Saturday, um, which sees uh, a whole host of players back for the Sharks. Aaron Gray, Scott Sorensen, Sean Johnson, the good Sione Katoa, uh, and Wade Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Fair play. (laughs) Got him. And then, hard to argue with that one. No, it's true. And... um, a uh, whole, well, we've got extended bench of Brad Takarangi, George Jennings, and for the Eels, Nathan Brown, the first time on the reserve hey, my uh, bench, which is great. Did you guys want to start, or do you want me to do the full team list? Run through the team list, and then we'll get into the meat. All right. Well, let's start with the team list, which sees for the Eels, Clinton Gutherson at fullback, make a Sivo on the... Um, uh, sorry, Mekasivo on the wing, Blake Ferguson on the other wing, Josh Hoffman, Michael Jennings in the centres. And then we have – sorry, I'm just sort of doing some stuff. <laughs> all preoccupied. Yeah. <laughs> in the halves, Will Smith, Mitch Moses, and then Kane Evans and Junior Paulo in the props, Reed Marnie at hooker, Sean Lane, Manu Ma'u and Tet Moroa in the second row, Penny Terrapo, Ray Stone, David Gower and Murata near Kore. Oh, yeah, on the bench – and then some in the extended bench. So then we've got, who have we got for the Sharks? We have Matt Moylan, Sasaya Fecky on the wing, Aaron Gray on the other wing, Bronson Cherry, Josh Dugan, Kyle Flanagan, Chad Townsend in the halves, Andrew Fafita, Matt Pryor in the forwards, Jaden Braley at hooker, who's been poached apparently by, is it Newcastle? And The, the Dogs in Newcastle apparently very close, to, both of them are both, both close to yeah, security both, services. Both in the running. Yeah. And then we've got uh, Britton Nakora, um, who's the um, goat fantasy player. Yeah. Kurt Catewell in the second role. Paul Gallon at lock. And then the extended, uh, sorry, the interchange is Blake Braley, Jason Bakuya, Jack Williams, Ueli, uh, Braden Ueli, mm-hmm. or Hamlin Ueli, but I just know him as Ueli. Scott Sorensen, Siona Katoa, as I said, the good one, Wade Graham, and Sean Johnson uh, in the extended ones. What did you guys have to make of that? It's going to be a tough game. Uh, we, we played Cronulla tough earlier this year and had a good 24-12 win. And if we can produce something similar, I think that would go a long way towards convincing, I, I imagine yourself, myself, and most of the podcast, that we might be turning the corner after that you know horror month of football that we had. But uh, yeah, th- this Sharks team is going to push us and it'll, it'll really test whether they're back or not. Um. Yeah, I think if we go out there with the same intensity as we did against the the um fuck who part South. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. If we go out there with the same intensity and the same attitude as we did South and we fix up our um attack a little bit there, a little bit we're a little bit nervous. If we fix up that nervousness and sort of go out there, we know we can play, we know we can put on points. 
done in the past. Yep. Done it this year. We know we can put on points. We just got to go out there and defend them. So if they can go out there, get their defense right, relax our ELAX in, <laughs> in attack. Um, yeah, it'll be, it'll be a hard game, but just got to focus on what we do rather than what the opposition is. Exactly. 30? Um, oh, yeah, it's going to be a hard game because uh, obviously they they got the it's a completely different team to when we played them, but just bring up the same um, attitude to this game. Run hard. We've got to nullify their forwards. That's, that's the main thing. Each week, just nullify their forwards because I think we have enough strike uh, power in our back line, even without Brown and Smith in uh, half, so that we can um, win the game. But, yeah, just... Just, just don't be afraid of contact, man. Just drive your shoulder in, you know. Just, it's gonna be an ugly game. Um, like I predicted, uh, what game was it? The Storm. How they, they like, to, they can play boring football. We just gotta, just grind it out. And um, you know, it's a bit, um, I say, a bit hostile down there, the Sharks, because they're a bunch of fuckwits. But um, yeah, so hopefully uh, we get a dub and Scomo starts crying. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you, him. I've already had my say. I'll go again. Forty, um, you want to go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I think, I've, I've, I I've think, thrown out my thoughts, but um, yeah, it, it's a it's a game that is it's quite winnable. Like as with nearly all our games this year, except for probably the the Roosters game and the Melbourne game, where we knew that Melbourne going to come out, you know, with a rocket up their ass, um, and we we didn't even turn up for that game. Um, that if we play. Anywhere near our potential, we're going to give these guys a red hot run for our money. But the thing is that we know that Cronulla uh, aren't going to have a, a bad game. You know, they they always have like a sort of baseline of gritty, tough play that will always, you know, put them right in the mix of um, any sort of uh, given week. So if we if we turn up, we'll have a fair chance. And I know it sounds very simplistic to say that, but we we didn't turn up for the last three weeks, and then we did against South Sydney, and it's not a shock that we won, even though their roster was weakened. Yeah. I- um, if we're going to win it here, we really need our bench to... Uh, they stepped up against South Sydney, but we really need um, Stoney and Terrapo. If they, if both of them are playing, if one of them is playing, whoever it is, we really need them to step it up there because you look at uh, Hamlin, ULA, um, Bakuya, I believe Blake Braley's a better hooker than his uh, older brother there. So, you know, those sort of players, they're going to come off the bench and they're always going to play well. So we really need our bench there to um, come in and provide that impact. And, you know, I'd like to see Timmy there. I think he does provide a bit of impact, but I'll support, you know, whoever's on the bench there. And I I, th- I think Nathan Brown will come in there. So it just all depends. Who, who does drop out there? Stoney, I'd who, who say. You, uh, not, that I, not like I, I agree with it, but I think that he's the... Who would you drop? Who would you drop out of that? Uh, I'd drop one of Tepai or Terrapo. Okay. Yep. Easily Terrapo for mine. <laughs> I, I agree. Okay, fair enough. Um, just, yeah, just, just in the sense Stoney that provides yeah. that bit of Sto- yeah, exactly. I said Something last different. week in the pod that Stoney provides that bit of aggression and you know wants to win. He he made a mistake on his first run and I think he gave away a penalty straight after. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but he's he's there and like you saw when he blew that penalty when that ref blew the penalty, the way he spun around him. Well, he, that was Manu Mao killer. Look, he wanted and, to murder the ref. And even beyond so that, I think, I think the club need to know what they've got in Stone. He's off contract yeah. in every year. Um, you know, he's a young player, and they need to know whether he's you know part of the building process moving forwards. Yeah, I understand. Like we know what we're going to get from Penny, and that's yep, 
you know, uh, an up and down player that, you know, one week he'll be running off the back fence and pushing past tackles and the other week it's dumb, dumb errors. The next week he'll just have three errors and penalties walk and to the line. tackles. Exactly. Needs to shave his head, R. H. Stone. I reckon he looked better. Wow. Get, 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 get Junior Paulo <laughs> and the Manu Mao look. Don't just the head and the rat's tail. Yeah, I still think they've got a, a lot to prove in the coming weeks, uh, unfortunately. Um, I'm not reading too much into that South's victory, um, even though, you know, off the back of our couple of losses, um, it was very important victory. But, again, as we've touched on, it's a weakened South's team. So I'm not, um, you know. If we win this week, then, then I believe they've changed. Uh, they've turned the corner in their... Well, if they do, I, 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 I don't see... that. Why there's any reason not to believe that? Because we know where we usually don't play. Well, sharks always seem to get the better of us, or at least they have in recent history. So, yeah, I'm not pretending they're anything other than going to be a difficult assignment for us, mm-hmm. um, because that's the reality of it. Um, but again, as I said, I'm not reading too much into their form last week. They beat up on a, uh, a South team where they should have. Um, they did what was required of them, but I want to see them against a full-strength team because I haven't forgotten those performances against, um, it should be said, uh, bottom-of-the-table teams uh, in both Cowboys and um, before that. Sorry, didn't we have the oh, Panthers afterwards? And I tell you what, I don't know how I could have forgot the Panthers result because yeah. that was one of the worst in our um, club's history. Yep, that was a low point, that's for sure. Want to get in on predictions, or is there anything else anyone's got to say about this game? No, I might need predictions. All righty, let's tee, let's let's hit him up, Bertie. Tee us off, boss. Uh first try. Oh, sorry, result: Parramatta twenty-two, Sharks ten. First try. I'm going with um, uh, Sivo and um, yeah, I reckon we'll lead the whole way. We'll lead from. I'm just like, uh, we won't be sorry, we'll be leading the whole way, so we won't be chasing the game. And yeah, um, I Ready reckon the uh, boys will put in a good effort and smash the forwards. And I like it, just continue. Like uh, it. Paul Gallon's great losing streak. <laughs> uh, Ham, what do you got, boss? Um, low scoring games this week, I reckon. I picked 4 2 in the state of origin, I think it could be. 13 to 11. <laughs> a weird one. That's a weird one. A weird one. That's a very weird one. Um, um, first, I don't know who to. <laughs> I haven't worked that one out yet. FTS. <laughs> TBA, maybe at the end of the pod, I'll just say Eels or Sharks. No, nah, Eels. 13 11 to the Eels. Um, first try scorer. Uh, Clintonian Gufferson. Clintonian Gufferson. Good pick. Um, oh, this is another game where I think the, the head says that the Sharks should win and the heart says that Parramatta have to win. So I'm not really sure where to go with that. I'll, I'll back Parramatta with my tip as I almost always do in those situations. Uh, Eels 24. Let's go. You know what? Let's go 24 12 to have a perfect replication of the, um, the earlier win against the Sharks this season. I'm going to go. Assuming he gets into the team, first try scorer, I'm going to give it to Nathan Brown. Come back with a bang, baby. That's right. And uh, our glorious, uh, our leader, our dictator, our CEO, 
Yeah, so the, the rain's meant to peter out towards the end of the week, um, but I still think it'll be a bit of a slushy affair over Sharks. Um, yeah, with all those ins back in, um, especially given they're going to, well, it looks likely they're going to have Sean Johnson, Wade Graham uh, back. Um, I could certainly see the Sharks getting up in this one, um, albeit hopefully a bit closer. So um, 20 to 16 um, to the Sharks at their home ground. Um, but I hope it's a, a good performance by the boys. And, and Ham, can I just say, if you're tipping Moses to, to kick a field goal, you're fucking mad. <laughs> Who tipped Moses? <laughs> I'm tipping... Um, the Quentin Gufferson Kane and the Kane Evans I'm tipping Kane Evans to kick that field goal. Those long, the legendary long Kane giraffe Evans. legs will gang... Well, somehow, he'll drop... <laughs> it could be Penny Terrapo that kicks the bloody field goal. He'll drop the ball and just somehow kick it and it'll go over. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, yeah, I don't know why I said 13-11, but i got to stick with it. Committed. <laughs> yep. I say I'm crazy, but... Um, um, well, that just uh, about wraps it. So we've done everything, haven't we? Yeah, uh, the only thing is shout-outs and miscellaneous off-topic stuff now. So, Bertie, I'll get to you. What, what uh, happened over the weekend, mate? Oh, I didn't realise how much I cared about Tottenham Hotspur until uh, <laughs> Anyone morning. but Liverpool, mate. That's what uh, I said. I just... Uh, well, Liverpool had to win because, you know, they, they, they were leading the league. They bottled it and they didn't win it. So, and it's just to give a penalty in the first 30 seconds. Like oh, I, come I guess, on, come just, on. Yeah, it's just... Um, well, what listen, the hell, I, Birdie? I, I, the highlight was the streaker. Can I just say, um, streakers, Whoa. you better top your game because Whoa. you can't top that shit. Yeah, I tell you what, she... Oh. Um, did you see the photo of um, the the security guard <laughs> grinning? <laughs> the chaser. Yeah. Well, um, I, my favourite meme from that one was the one where they replaced the security guard, you know, with the one... Um, for a Prince Albert, you know, the one of him strolling. <laughs> so funny. But, um, yeah, just uh, I'm, it's going to be what, two months till the season starts. So I'm looking forward to the team, you know, um, investing in the squad because what Liverpool did um, in the off season, they invested, they backed their managers. So, yeah, other than that, um, a couple of names announced for the when uh, the US uh, basketball team plays. Um, Canada in Australia, like Zion Williamson will be there, AD, James Harden, I think it was. So, yeah, um, it'll be crazy seeing them in Australia. And yeah, I don't know, nothing. Oh, I got blocked again on Twitter by another South by a South fan this time because uh, he <laughs> said uh, the team was missing James Roberts. So, um, yeah, how could he be missing James Roberts? They only just signed him and he wasn't, yeah, early. exactly. It's, and like. Apparently, we had a full-strength team, so, like, just, I don't know. I'm not trying to get blocked. I'm just pointing out the facts that, like, we're missing players, too. And yeah, a lot of soft people on Twitter, man, they should just literally eat a bag of, bag of cement and toughen the fuck up. So, yeah. Um, Feed him, that's it, really? Yeah, and just on that, talking about toughening up, like, Phil Gould's comments after the game. I think um, a lot of our, like, I know you might not agree with it, but I'll tell you what, I agree with it. I didn't think we've come over a hill. And um, I think some of but us. But that's the thing. I don't, I don't think. I don't think anybody thought we'd come over a hill. Oh, I seriously, if you, if you ask, you, you forget how <laughs> some of our supporters yeah, go. That's true. Yeah, there's a couple of um, yeah, <laughs> less informed. Actually, that's how you might um, Facebook fans. Yeah, is that what you call them? 
Yeah. Oh, they're not limited to Facebook. I, I won't be discriminatory. Please don't come after me, Zuck. Um, <laughs> Zuck, that. I don't want to be Zuck. Oh, iTunes got cancelled. Devastating, yeah. man. Crazy news. Yeah. Bloody hell. Fix um, your shit, Apple. Sorry, him. Um. Yeah, I said to you guys I was going to, before the, the band. I was going to rant about we, we need the, we, we need the um, ins and outs of the band. It's uh, coleslaw, the band coleslaw's on the menu. I know, but that's what I mean. We didn't get the reasons last week, so. Well, um, well, in better news, the singer from my old band returned from his brief stint in Canada. Hey. So, well, that's something. As just between you and me, there might be something cooking up in the works there. Something, I something. made a record. A couple of mate record a song for them over the weekend. That was a lot of fun. Diss track? Um, pardon? A diss track? No, it was about... um. What was the song about? They're from Parks, so they're weird. <laughs> um, it was like the singer was making up lyrics on the spot and he just started singing about tiramisu. So he decided... Tiramisu? The, yeah, he's like, everyone likes cake and everyone likes coffee. That's why the best cake is tiramisu. I was like, okay. That's what you want to roll with, mate. <laughs> <laughs> can't we'll can't really with argue that. with the logic. I mean. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Westcott Crescent. I believe there's got a f- few songs up on um, SoundCloud there. So if you like your uh, uh, death metal, I, I, I suppose you'd call them. If you like your death metal, they're that sort of music. But, so, yeah, I'm help- I helped out with a few of the lyrics and a few of the vocals on that song. So. Um, I'll tell you when it's out. But yeah, coleslaw is stupid. Get it off the menu out of everything. <laughs> and also, uh-uh. also, well, uh-uh. we're talking about music here. It is the 20th anniversary of the greatest ever musical collaboration ever. Carlos Santana, Rob Thomas, Smooth. Yeah, oh, that is good. good it's the pinnacle yeah. of music. Everything's been downhill since that. <laughs> so shout out to Carlos Santana. Shout out to Rob Thomas. Oh, Matchbox Twenty fame, and if if I'm allowed, I might do a little rendition to end the pod. Hey, you're not allowed. No. Oh. <laughs> that's not smooth. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, that's me. That's me done. But you've got to give me a heart. Make it true first before we can get to that <laughs> point. <laughs> I'll forget about it. <laughs> Um, 40. We missed yeah, it last week. Me, I had to bail, had some family shit going on, so I couldn't get back in time. Um, yeah, unfortunately. No, I can understand. I wouldn't, yeah, it was dark. It was a dark place. I, I wanted to, I wanted to rant, so I was a little bit disappointed I didn't get back for the podcast because I had a Should bit of off my own. chest. Yeah, it's true. Just 40 fly solo. That's it. Uh, was it the, the one on one of 40 20, but it's me versus me, so that doesn't really make sense. So it's not really one on one. Um, but what's happening in my world? NBA Finals are one and one, so that's you know, I think it's the first time since 2016 that Golden State haven't started the finals three and zero or some shit like that. So that's pretty pretty interesting. Um, besides from that, God, what's happening? Like, I don't, I don't yeah, really I'll know. I just doubt for a second there. <laughs> Hamish is you know brain fighter then. No, I'm here. Uh, <clears throat> sorry, but yeah, I'm not much doing here. Um, trying to convince these um, Jeronis um, in, in Birdie and Hamish to join our um, party game night after this, aren't we, Ham? But no one wants to join. So Everyone's, everyone's a chump. Yeah. Like, everyone is allergic to having fun, unfortunately. But, yeah, aside from that, it's all good. All good in the hood. And then um, 
May nothing just work. Oh, um, if you didn't know, Martin Kennedy, former rooster, uh, on for sentence this Friday. So um, run down there if you want to see um, somebody sentenced for uh, import-export uh, native species. Um, yeah, interesting stuff. Weed. Just weed. Yeah, it is a bit weird, isn't it? Um, then, yeah, that's that's it. That, that wraps us up this week. So hopefully we put in a good performance against the Sharks and, and get a win. And then um, I might be back to actually trusting this team a little bit more than I currently do. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> All right. That wraps us up. All right. Cheers, guys. Boys, and catch Good you later. Up. Have a good one. Buonasera. My Spanish heart, I'm Mona Lisa. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Bam, bam, bam. Play of the game. <laughs> and Moses has gone straight through. He's got a step. And then he's probably at the too late. Ferguson's picked it up on the bounce. It'll still be a try scored by Blake Ferguson.